to the latest Reach Next Generation podcast. I am Grace Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me with this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they faced throughout their careers, how they became them and what tips they for girls of my age. Today my guest is Hayley Coltsby, who is currently the Transformation and M&A Director at the Vita Group. We are very grateful to the Vita Group for supporting our summit at the Etihad, which is coming very soon. Thanks for joining me today, Hayley. Can we start by you telling us all how your career took you to the world that you now have today? Um, sure. And just before I start, I um, just want to say the Vita Group is absolutely delighted to support this event. We think it's a really amazing thing um, and glad to play a part. So to answer your question, um, I started off my career by training to be a chartered accountant at a large professional services organisation called PwC. I started off working in their audit practice, but moved into their restructuring and turnaround team as I was keen to work with challenge businesses where I could make an impact and help management teams navigate through periods of stress and de-stress. I was at PwC for 11 years and had a great time. I was able to change my role a few times to really learn a lot about business and finance. Plus, I made some lifelong friends there. I actually got headhunted for my current role as the owners of Fighter, uh, who I'd worked with before, recognised I had a skill set that the business would benefit from. So Fighter were entering a period of change and transformation under new private equity ownership. And I have skills such as strategic thinking, stakeholder management, project execution, uh, with a strong financial base. And with these skills, I'm able to help businesses grow and thrive. Uh, And I've been here for five years and it's been a great roller coaster. Wow. So when you were at school, did you know what you wanted to do in particular? Was there, say, any subjects that you particularly enjoyed or did kind of your main idea of what you wanted to be um, happen, say, later in life? Yeah, I mean, if you'd said, uh, would I have known I'd be in the job I'm in now? The answer would be no. I didn't know it existed. Um, So my favourite subjects were maths and music. um, And I started studying both at A-level. I loved music, but sadly, it wasn't my strongest subject. And I knew I probably wouldn't be a professional musician. Um, So and also whilst I enjoyed and was good at maths, I couldn't quite see where it would take me um, career wise. I stumbled upon business studies and I discovered this enabled me to use maths, but in a more applied way. And I was really interested in learning about how businesses work and the breadth of topics that covers, for example, how to motivate people at work. So I kind of jumped into business studies and that's kind of taken me to where I am today. So you said that you really liked music. Did you play any particular instruments? Um, I played the trumpet, which is not the coolest instrument. Um, (laughs) So I didn't stick at it very long and I didn't practice enough. Um, I used to sing, but again, not the strongest singer. So I I think it's important to do subjects you're good at, but also ones you enjoy and kind of have balance so that you actually enjoy going to school. Well, I mean, trumpet and singing sound perfectly fine. They sound fun. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. They sound great. <laughs> so I know that you went to the University of Leeds. So how important do you think actually is to go to university? I know that there's many different companies that can offer different schemes, apprenticeship schemes, graduate schemes, um, so that there are lots of different ways that young people um, just a bit older than me can get into different career paths. 
Yeah, I think you uh, picked up on a really important point there, Grace. So 20 years ago, I would have said it was very important to go to university, but I actually think the world of careers has changed um, and more jobs are becoming more accessible to those that don't go to university. For example, PwC, where I worked, they're really focused on social mobility and making more jobs available to non-graduates. For me, one of the best things I actually got from university was life skills and learning to be independent. But given how expensive it can be to go to uni, I think it's a really tough decision. Um, it depends what career you want to do. But my advice would be don't just go because others around you are. Like, yeah. I think what you actually want to achieve on the other side. No, I completely agree. I mean, for some professions, say like a doctor, you obviously can't, you really do have to go to, you know, university, the medical school, there's years yeah. and years of different knowledge that you need to acquire because, you know, there is so many different things that you need to know for being a doctor. But perhaps, well, I wouldn't know what role in particular, but there, of course, are different roles that people are going into that, are, of course, more experience based if they don't want to go to university because, you know, it's not for everyone. Yeah, and I think um, you mentioned apprenticeships, and apprenticeships are amazing. And somewhere like I work in Vita, you know, it's really great to learn by doing. Um, and if you're into interested in science or engineering, you can actually go and work for a company and get really good kind of on-the-job real-life experience of yeah, using definitely. those skills. So the world is changing quite a lot at the moment, and also at quite a fast pace too. So what do you think work for women may look like in 10 years time? Or perhaps what do you hope it may look like? Very good question. Um, I think the world has changed a lot in the last 10 years for working women. You know, when I talk to my friends about what our mums did and, and the environment they had to operate in, it was very different. Um, I think COVID has actually helped accelerate that as well. So companies are focusing more on flexibility um, and organisational culture is changing to allow for this. Um, I hope that just continues to happen and the continued focus. I think there's still women lacking in leadership roles, uh, particularly in certain industries such as mine, like engineering and manufacturing. Um, I'm one of the few women on my executive team, but I really believe, um, and there's lots of research out there that um, evidences it, that organisations perform better when leadership teams are more diverse. So Definitely. I hope that organisations make it possible for women to get into those roles. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they will. Um, so throughout your career, have you had any mentors or have there been anyone that you particularly admire? Um, I think mentors are really important. I've had many mentors, actually, and they've had a really um, a real influence on me. I think it's important to have a range of people um, yeah. rather than just one because you when you speak to different people, they've all had a different journey and they've all got different experiences and they'll give you a lot of different advice. And I think it's good to listen to it all, but just take on the bits that are, that are meaningful to you um, and actually resonate with what you're thinking about. So when you're trying to make tough decisions, um, I in particular will go out to quite a few people that I look up to. Um, sorry. Um, I don't know if you can edit that. Uh, <laughs> funds just came in the room and threw me off. Uh, <laughs> um, 
so yeah sorry i was i was just saying so i hope you can edit me. um so yeah when i when i am trying to make any tough decisions in my life i talk to a range of people and it's a mix of people i know professionally and personally um and i think it's important just to get a balanced view when you're trying to make decisions definitely um mentors of course can be such a great way to find experience and also gain knowledge from people that you wouldn't have otherwise um especially if you get mentors that are perhaps from different backgrounds than yourself um their experiences could be quite different to yours and you'll you know you'll gain a different perspective at a certain area of knowledge that you were unfamiliar beforehand yeah exactly <laughs> So as part of our Richness Generation Summits, we look at diversity and opportunity for young girls from both the black and minority communities. So do you think as a society we are seeing some more equality in all areas of our lives? Uh, I think we're moving in the right direction, but I'd say sadly we're still far from where we need to be. Um, I think particularly in the corporate world, the topic has risen up the agenda in the last few years um, and the need for companies to be doing the right thing and leading the way is um, ever more important. So I do hope that more change comes more rapidly in the future. Um, and actually, we, I mentioned before, didn't I, that um, having more diversity and leadership, I think that does and in, and in kind of decision making roles in, in governments, etc. I think that is what will drive the change. Definitely. So the theme of our summits, what we really try to influence and kind of stick into the people that come is I can do it. Because, you know, no matter what background you can that you're in, you can always, you know, achieve what you want to. So is there anything in your career um, beforehand that you thought that you couldn't do that you actually have managed to do? Um, the, A career. I mean, I was, I was going to say my, my career is just kind of followed its path oh. probably, probably one thing I'm more proud that I have achieved is um I've never been that sporty outside of work um and I thought I could never run a marathon and then a few years ago my father was really ill and I thought well given I'm able to run why not just try and I could raise money for charity at the same time so I actually did one and I really enjoyed it and it was a time when I, I found actually finding the time to train gave me really good balance alongside working so it was something I was actually really proud of yeah that sounds something like something great was it was it a full marathon or a half marathon a full never wow. done one again since <laughs> wow I mean at school we do like mile runs but that is that sounds well 25 or 26 times harder <laughs> Um, that's that's really impressive and I'm glad that you did it for charity I know many people that would do it for charity I think it's just a great way to you know raise awareness and well you can stay fit as well and fitness is great part um to kind of alleviate stress as the side of work as you said that it did from you yeah so do you still have any personal or professional ambitions? I mean, running a marathon is pretty big. Um, <laughs> um, so do you still have any ambitions for the future? Um, it's a good question. And I am a very ambitious person. But I think if I was to really think about the question, my ambitions are pretty constant. Um, so I have an overarching professional ambition, which is just to be the best me I can be. So I'm always yeah. looking to develop myself, but it's always about being me in the workplace um and then I think personally you know I'm, I'm always focusing on just making sure I enjoy life and keep balance 
and that's something that doesn't just come for free um and i do focus on um so yeah it's all about kind of being happy definitely so quickly can you just tell me a little bit more um about your role in writer and also what an m&a director would entail yeah that's a good question um so i'm the head of transformation which means i work with the company on putting our strategy together and executing it so um we went through a really big period of change so it's about ident working with the business to identify what we wanted to change work out what investment we needed to do that and what projects we needed to deliver it and then i'd work with our owners to make sure that we could get that investment and i was able to kind of track how we were doing and report back to the investors and and kind of show the output um and then the mergers and acquisitions point so i'm head of m&a and that means if we think as part of the strategy um to help grow the business it would be helpful to buy another business um i'll go and help actually go and find the business um and actually buy it and bring it and integrate it into the group um the same if sometimes you think the you can have parts of your business that don't quite fit with the core strategy and they'd be better some under alternative ownership i'll um kind of prep that business for sale and find a better owner for it that sounds great and um sounds really fun how you can you know scout out new new businesses to join um your group yeah it's a really interesting role it's very dynamic it sounds it so what tips would you give girls when they start to think about their careers and their futures as i said before you know not everyone knows what they want to do so um can you give some advice for people no matter if they do know what they want to be or if they don't um, I, want, I once read a book that said your career isn't a ladder, it's a jungle gym. And oh. it's something I always come back to. Um, and the longer I've been working, it kind of really kind of resonates with me. So your path won't be linear. So you might just think I, I know I have to know on day one what I'm going to do. But actually, your career can kind of weave and go to the side and twists and turns as you go. Um, and I think it's important that you kind of are prepared to take risks and step outside your comfort zone. Um, nothing you ever do you shouldn't be scared of failure because everything you do will help you realise what you want to do. And if it means you go in a different direction because you don't like something, that's really helpful as well. Um, mm-hmm. And it just helps you learn on the way and grow as you're doing it. Definitely. So if you could spend an hour just chatting to, say, like three people, by the way, dead or alive, doesn't matter, um, over, say, a coffee or whatever drink, whatever item of food, like, yeah, literally, you're completely your choice. Who would you think they would be and uh, why? Oh, this is um, a really good question. Um, and I hope you didn't don't disappoint by being boring. Um, but, the, <laughs> but the honest answer is it would be. Uh, people that aren't famous and people that you haven't heard of so um it would be going for coffee with my husband or my friends or my parents (laughs) or my kids because I think it's really important that you make time to just spend time with people that bring you joy um and I think sometimes you can forget to do that when you're really busy and juggling a busy career um so yeah no I I I agree I mean if you know your life is completely jam-packed um or you you can just forget to spend time with people that you're really close to um and it's great because it's it's a fun and it just kind of breaks up that 
work cycle that you can sometimes be found in. Yeah, no, absolutely. I really notice when I haven't seen friends for a long time or seen my mum and you just then you see them and you give them a hug and chat through and you realise that your friends are going through things that you're going through and you talk about it and you just feel so much better. Yeah. So finally, what would you say are just your non-negotiables? So just really the things that you don't really compromise on in both your personal and professional life too. Um, this probably applies to both, and it's something you mentioned earlier, Grace, about exercise. But um, I try hard to prioritise something called SHED. Have you heard of SHED? No. <laughs> SHED. So SHED stands for, not the thing in your garden, uh, it stands for <laughs> sleep, exercise, hydration and diet. Spells out the SHED. Um, and I've learned that my mood and my performance, both at work and at home, is really impacted by these four things. Yeah. So if I'm not getting enough sleep or if I haven't exercised for a few days, I could just feel really rubbish. Um, and when those things are all working, I just wake up feeling happier. I've got more energy and I've just got more enthusiasm. Um, you know, and this applies to at work or being a mother. Um, so, yeah, I try and focus on those things. Um, I think one of the things that's non-negotiable for me is um, I do work away with work um, and I'm often don't see my children sometimes in the week for a day or two days but picking my son up from school on a Friday is absolutely non-negotiable for me um, and one of the highlights of my week and he always manages to convince me to buy him an ice cream from the ice cream <laughs> van outside of school but I can never say no to him. <laughs> <laughs> well I've really enjoyed chatting with you today Hayley. Thank you so, so much. And I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make in both their own futures and their own careers. So keep listening to the Reach Next Generation podcasts as I talk to many more brilliant women. And more details about us and our upcoming summit will be at reachnextgeneration.com. Thank you to our sponsors and partners, Barclays, Domestic in General, AJ Bell, All Saints, Kellogg's, the Vita Group and City in the Community.